we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Dream Architect Life with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. Brian, how are you? Awesome today. Thanks, Eric. Oh man, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. I love the subject, Brittany. It's so good to see you. How are you? Good to see you as always, and I am wonderful. Yeah, I'm. Again, this has me really, really intrigued. I'm, I'm really excited about the book, uh, and this is something that you guys are talking about a lot. And again so pertinent right now. Confidence is key is the title of what you're doing in this episode. In fact, I think the next episode as well. Where does this come from? So confidence, confidence is huge. And I think more monumental than what people even realize. So I have to rewind for a minute because those that are listening on podcast did not see that Mr. Sweet just held up our newest book. And we've talked about the book here quite a bit and just reference material. So I'm going to speak to it for a second. You know, the, the book, dream architecture at the time we're recording this, which this will air later, but at the time we're recording, uh, we're actually one day away from the big launch. So, uh, super excited about that. And the reason that we bring it up is that, you know, we talk a lot in the book about mindset and what people don't always understand or, or realize, I guess you could say is that confidence is a massive contributor to people's success. And there's, there's this kind of, I guess, call it a misnomer or maybe an argument that you could say, where does confidence breed success or does success breed confidence? Mm. And there's been really interesting arguments either way, but I would say that typically as you start um, building success and seeing evidence of it and seeing you reaching the things that you want to reach and achieving the things that you want to achieve, then your confidence starts to build even more. And I liken it to, to like a salesperson, people will say that, oh, well, if you're confident and you go out there and sell, you know, they're confident, that's why they're so successful. And I think it actually goes the other way where they've seen themselves be successful in certain situations and the confidence builds from there. So when we think about this in relation to say preparing for retirement, for gearing up for your future, for putting things on the table that you want to do, achieve, accomplish you need to have those milestones of success in order to get your confidence up and hold that confidence there to see that you can actually do even more with your future than what you maybe realized was possible. So that's really the foundation of the conversation today. It sounds like a chicken and egg thing, right? Which, yeah. which comes first. I think that in your, in your salesperson example, they can fake confidence to make that first sale and then yeah. feel good about it, so on and so forth. But I don't know many other situations where you can fake confidence. I mean, it's, it's difficult. You've got to kind of work your way to get that confidence. 
Mm-hmm. And what's the adage? There's it's confidence trumps or yeah, confidence trumps competence every day of oh, the week, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of scary if you think about that. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give this like a butt sandwich here. But you know, if you think about that, really, like if you show up and 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 let's just say um, you're you're having a conversation with your spouse. Let's just do this, and you're really really excited about it, and you have a ton of energy behind it, even if you have no idea how what you're talking about, like how you're going to accomplish it. Again, you know, we reference trips or experiences here. Maybe it's something like that. Uh, maybe it's an idea that you have for a new business. Maybe it's an idea you have for some great improvement in your house. Right? It doesn't matter. But when you have a ton of energy behind it, it's hard for the other person not to kind of get excited and at least lean in a little bit. Whereas if you come into a conversation and you're like, well, I have this idea and I don't know, it's probably not going to work. I don't know. And then the person on the other end is like, why are we talking about this? (laughs) You you don't believe it's going to work. You don't believe it to be true. So it's hard for people to engage. So again, I think that energy breeds good energy. Yeah. I think, you know, confidence gives you enthusiasm too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really I'm sure, does. Brian, there's a lot of examples in your life of of having to be the one to bring that confidence to the table, right? Uh, well, 100%, especially maybe in the environment we're in now where the markets aren't treating us as well and people go, am I on or off our plan? And, mm-hmm. you know, is that going to cause us to, you know, derail the train, if you will? And And my reaction and how I respond to them makes... Um, all the difference in the world. If if they see fear in me or a lack of confidence, absolutely the questions start arising and they they start questioning things. So yeah, that very very good observation, Eric. Mm. And you know, I, I'll add to that too. If you think about you know what our advisors do here in the office, a lot of it is making sure that they're number one educated and and where the attention needs to be, but are that sounding board. And I, I liken it to if you went to your doctor. And your doctor diagnosed you with some terrible, terrible terminal illness, like told you heart disease or cancer or any of those things are are really scary. And when you asked about the treatment plan, they're like, well, I don't know, hopefully this will work. It is no different in our industry. (laughs) You don't want somebody that hides under the table or gets scared, or it it doesn't mean that advisors don't have concerns or we're human beings. You have concerns, but being able to step confidently into the advice that you deliver and keeping that, uh, I guess, level state, you could say is so incredibly important. So, so important. Yeah. I, I was giving, I was just got a flashback uh, to about two weeks ago, I have Legos, a lot of Legos that I had from when I was a kid and we've bought some for our kids. And so now I've got grandbabies and they love these things. And my granddaughter, who's five, we were playing for the first time. She wanted to build a house because her brother was building a house and, and her stuff fell over because she didn't have a foundation, right? She just didn't yeah. build a foundation at all. Well, she doesn't know how to build a house and she's never played with Legos before. So it, we took a little bit of time and she said, well, I can't do this. And once we had a foundation in place, and we had those big blocks at the bottom and then she was able to build up from there. It didn't wobble. It didn't tip over. It didn't get smashed. And that's when I saw her eyes light up and she was so excited. You know, she wanted to put a door and she wanted to do all these other things to enhance the house, but she couldn't have done any of that without a, the confidence to build it. And then just having that foundation built. And so I, I, 
I look at that and I think this is what you guys do on a daily basis. I know that's a cheesy analogy guys, but I just totally had that flashback because I think confidence is, is taught when we're young or not taught when we're young and we have to learn it through trial and error, which can be a little bit scary. Yes. And I'm so glad you actually brought up that analogy because I think, you know, people can relate to this dynamic quite a bit. I think about my kids and I'll, I'll, I'll use my girls as an example right now, because my son is the youngest and he's still in just crazy runaround mode. But if, if either of my girls ever tell me like, I can't do this, or this is too hard, mom, I, I, I just, I, I can't figure it out. I'll say you can figure it out. You just haven't found the way that works best for you yet. Mm -hmm. So let's figure this out together. And it's amazing at how you watch their confidence build up. And I think that people as adults, regardless of age, state of life, you know, where you're at in your life, we all need that. Mm -hmm. We need somebody to lean in and say, yes, you can, mm -hmm. right. You can do this. You just haven't found the way that works for you yet. Or you found a million ways that maybe don't work quite the way you want. Maybe it's the next one that's going to finally pan out. So I think that's something that, that we all need to hear. And we need that boost and that reassurance. Cause all we are is a bunch of little kids on the inside <laughs> playing with Legos. <laughs> yeah. And that is really so true, Brittany. And, and if you really think about it, it's literally in every area of our life. And it's so easy to say we can't do anything when in reality, you can virtually, I can't say everything, but most things, given the right attitude, mindset, and people to help you, all of that stuff is easy to overcome. But if you don't have a way of building up your confidence to keep moving forward, you'll just never get there. But it's so important. I, I don't even know how to describe that whole conversation we just had, but it applies to, to everything. And the reason people don't have better lives and they don't accomplish as much as they have is they give up on themselves or they don't have the proper steps to, you know, have that mentor or, or do some things that help them move forward. And so just getting people to realize that and, and notice when that comes up in a conversation or they're feeling that, that they need to then do something as a next step to get over that. Yeah. And I, I think Brian, that that's wonderfully said. And I think people have to be realistic, right? I love the guitar. I have a guitar. I've had a guitar for probably two decades. I don't play the guitar. <laughs> and I, I think about this and I'm like, oh, if I just dedicated a little bit of time now, I'm at the point in my life right now where if I were to say, you know what, I want to be a world renowned classical guitar playist, player, <laughs> whatever the word is, that's probably not going to happen because I didn't start, right? I should have started the, the, the best of the best. They started when they were 10. They started when they were 15. Uh, they have all this experience through their entire life. Now, can I learn how to play the guitar? Absolutely. I could do that. There's, there's so much on Google. There's so much on YouTube. There's so many things, uh, so many people locally that will teach me, but is it realistic to say that I want to be a world renowned by starting at 50? I'm almost 50. I, I don't think so because I didn't take that step early on. Now I can have confidence to be a good guitar player, but I have to be realistic that I'm probably not going to be on the world stage. Like these people that have been working at it for 30 or 40 years old. Well, Eric, first of all, I think that you bring up such an interesting word that I'll say people, and we talked about this in the book, but they need to stop shooting on themselves. 
right? Like I mm-hmm. should have started earlier. I should have done this. And I think if you start doing this gut check self-assessment, what probably happened is your value system fell into a different mapping, let's call it. So maybe instead of learning how to play guitar and devoting all your time, you were raising a family and creating (laughs) quality time there. And it just wasn't a priority. doesn't mean that you still can't be a wonderful guitar player. And I would argue, Eric, that if you really put your mind to it, you could probably be like top level pro. All right. All right. We're going to instill that in you right now. But, you know, I think, I think the thing is, is that Anytime you're pursuing something or looking at where you want your time and attention, having that foundation, like let's liken it back to the Legos that you talked about, having the foundation of your value system being defined. Like I know for myself, I look at, you know, my faith, my family, my kids, my contribution, my impact. Those are all things that are really, really meaningful to me. And for me, then making decisions and then choosing where I need to push myself outside the box and get confidence or search for that confidence and build it, it makes it a little bit less scary. Mm. And so I think that's where it's like, you know, you just have to define what it is that you believe in and what you want and what you desire in your life. And then you can make decisions off of that as kind of a launch pad, I guess I would envision. Yeah. And Dan Sullivan, which we refer to a lot with strategic coach has has an interesting framework on how do you build confidence? Well, it first starts by making a commitment. So I want to commit to being a better guitar player. Well, when you commit, that probably means you're going to spend a little more time than that gives you courage. Well, the courage allows you to keep moving forward. And then you, you increase your capabilities by spending more time. And when your capabilities expand, what happens? Now I have confidence. So it's really the first step is make a commitment and then stick to it. Mm. Amen. No, that was fantastic. And I, I appreciate you bringing up the values because I never thought of it that way. Quite honestly, I, the, the things I, I know that we've spoken about you, the things that you value more, you're going to put more of an importance on, you're going to spend more time on. And truly, I've never, never had the value of becoming a classical guitarist, you know, that's worldwide. I never thought about that. I just, I would just like to play the guitar around the campfire, quite honestly. So to know that, yeah, my values have always been working hard for my family to build a better life for them. And now I've got grandkids and spending time building Lego houses with them is more important than this non-existent dream of being a guitarist around the world. Um, that makes a lot of sense. So I, I appreciate the, the kind of the gut check for me because it, it almost felt like a failure that I don't play guitar, but at the same time, I'm loving on my grandkids. I'm loving on my family and I'm providing that for them. And that's, that's always been of bigger value than the guitar in the first place. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, and I, I think too, oftentimes within sweet financial, we end up working with kind of one of two different scenarios, either somebody that is going into retirement or somebody who was a business owner for many years and they've had, you know, a liquidity event, they've sold, they've transitioned to another generation, whatever that looks like. And there is a major confidence killer that can happen. And it ties into what you were just saying here. And it's the comparison game or the, what if game where all of a sudden people are going, oh my gosh, well, so-and-so has done this in their retirement. I can never do that. You know, that's not in the cards for me or, or whatever that is. And instead of, you know, maybe going down that path mentally and and comparing or feeling like your best years are behind you because you have done so much, 
it's even more important to say, okay, well, what's meaningful to me? What's going to make me feel fulfilled right now? Mm -hmm. So again, you're looking at, you know, somebody else that maybe created this amazing guitar career. I was going to say guitar hero, and that's just a whole other thing. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you've played that, Eric. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think instead of people thinking, oh, look at what I missed out on. It's like, my gosh, look at what I accomplished. Look at what I've raised. Look at what I've contributed to. And now I can kind of define that, what, that what's next, you know, maybe what's next is now I'm going to take a few lessons. I'm not going to be the rock star on stage, but I'm going to do this. And, you know, somebody that's going into retirement, it's really defining what matters to you, not what everybody else has accomplished or not accomplished, what matters to you. And that's where that value thing comes into play so much. Yeah. Well, I know you've spoken about it before, but I'd love for you guys to touch on how you can kind of not put the blinders on, but for your ears, maybe blinders for your ears, earmuffs on, on positive or negative words from others, right? Because there's, there's always going to be somebody that, that may not agree with your dream or goal. It kind of ties back to, well, obviously it ties back to episodes you've spoken about before, but even in this conversation, talking about coming to somebody with some excitement and confidence versus not. It's, it's the same thing when it's somebody on the other end of that conversation who is not excited about what you're talking about and how quickly they can deflate you, right? Yeah. And Brian, I know you'll want to jump in on this one. So, you know, I think there's, there's something important to pay attention to here. It's that when you're sharing things that you're excited about with people, you have to be a little bit mindful too of who you're having the conversations with. Because a lot of times we fall into the trap of taking advice from people that maybe haven't even accomplished what we want to do. So they can't speak to it because they've never experienced it. And they might look at it and say, Oh, that seems scary. That seems a little ridiculous. That seems out of this world because it's not an aspiration of theirs. And it's because they haven't ever done it before. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that they're bad people by any means. It just means that you're probably having the conversation with the wrong individual or sourcing the information from the wrong individual. And Brian, I know we've talked about this a ton over mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it's so true. That can be very inhibiting. And th- you talked about the comparison factor. It made me think of, and we've talked about this book before, but The Gap Versus the Gain by Dr. Benjamin Hardy, where you know, most people either compare to somebody else's success and or some horizon or some vision that they've not ever accomplished yet and go, gee, I really, you know, haven't got there yet. And so woe is me, I'm a big failure. And if you just really went back and went from when you started to where you're at today, and you looked at the gain that you've made versus the gap between where you are and where you want to be, you'll be kind of shocked how much progress you've made. And that becomes all positive input instead of, I haven't gotten someplace that's negative. I'm not worthy. I'm whatever that might be. And just that little step. And if everybody ever you know, runs into that. I've read that book a couple of times, but it's, it's so impactful on just getting you to think right. But it, once again, all these things we talk about on the podcast are really about, you know, being intentional. And when you see something go wrong, knowing that that's not right. And then what's my next step to get over that. So I'm not dwelling in that for longer than five minutes or whatever the case may be. Yeah. 
it all comes back to mindset. You've said it many times, both of you have, and I love that. And that's, I love that that's what you're changing for myself and our listeners. Mm, yeah. And it, it is so true. And if you think about it, you go back to the whole core of the conversation today, being in confidence, you know, I think it's just, it's taking chances. And again, coming full circle, seeing evidence of success in what you do. I think actually about Brian and I are in a, a mastermind group and they have these things called 10 minute talks. I probably referenced them at some point on the podcast, but there was one in particular that I was doing and I was like terrified. Okay. <laughs> it was the second one that I had done, but you have to think like, this room is full of very high level entrepreneurs, people that have accomplished more in a lifetime than most could do in 10 lifetimes. And here's Brittany coming in from Southern Minnesota to, to do a talk. And I was in my head so bad about it, but finally it was like 20 minutes before I was going on. I literally just got up and stood on the side of the room and was doing this like little dance thing that just got my energy up and going. And I was like, I'm going to go into this. And if nothing else, I'm going to show that I'm confident being here and that I am confident in the message that I'm here to put out into this world. I may not on paper be as successful as these people, but I know that I can give them a story and I can give them a share that will make them maybe laugh, maybe rethink a couple things in their life and hopefully leave them with a smile. And so I think it's one of those things where you just take chances, you move through fear, you do something that's a little outside your box and you just realize that, that it's not so scary. It's not so bad. And that's where your confidence build comes into play. Yeah. And Brittany's a great example of that because she, I'm pushing her all the time to keep doing that. And she uh, keeps expanding. But I think that's where a lot of people run into problems is they don't think about, well, if I did that and I went outside the box to try and, you know, make an improvement, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, the worst thing that happened is it doesn't happen. And, you know, is anything else different? Well, typically the answer is no. And so why not do it? And I think we create our own fear. We create our own worst case scenarios when in reality, if you just said, okay, I'm going to take that energy that I'm spending on worrying about it and just go ahead and do it, you will find nine times out of 10 that you actually had a very positive experience. It's not all going to go well, but nine times out of 10 is probably going to get you further down the road and all sorts of great things come from that. Yeah. I love that because it ties into what you were talking about earlier with visualization. That's, that's our imagination, right? That's our imagination yeah. being a positive thing for us. Whereas when we think about what's the worst case scenario, our imagination can absolutely betray <laughs> us. Right. And, and, give us all sorts of scenarios that they're not even, what are they going to boo you off stage? I mean, that's not going to happen. It, yeah. It's, it's amazing that we can kind of run away with that self and we have to get out of that mindset for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's, I, I love that you said that too. When you really spell out, like you're, you're taking on any new initiative or you're doing something for the first time in your life. If you sit down, like do, make this so simple, draw a line down the center of a piece of paper and on the left side, write down everything that could go wrong. And on the right side, write down everything that could go right. So I, I got this out of a book that I read. I'm drawing a total blank. It was all around fear, but basically every time I've done this exercise, I can't think of a single time where the fear or the, the negative side came out longer than the positive. 
Usually the negative is like three or four lines and the positives are just exponential where you could go for days and days and days. So I think that's such a simple takeaway exercise people could do is there's something maybe in your life that you want to pursue, draw that simple line, write down all the bad, write down all the good, and you'll find that the good far outweigh the bad. Yeah. I think that's a great takeaway to wrap this up with. What do you guys think? Let's do it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much again. And thank you for the practical uh, tools and applications that we can use on a daily basis to help improve our confidence level. Absolutely. That's what we're trying to do is let's make this simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. All right. Sounds good. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Brian and Brittany come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. We humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review as this will help others find the show. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Sweet Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you that possibility comes to those who create it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning.